and maybe you're planning on crossing the border. I know a lot of people uh, make use of CBD oil on a uh, daily basis for several aches and pains and anxiety and things like that. Make sure you check your toiletry bag and you leave it at home. I say that after a Canadian woman is now facing a lifetime ban after getting caught with CBD oil at the U.S. border. What happened was it was found in her backpack. She was heading to a friend's um, cabin, and she uses on a daily basis. It doesn't have any active properties, the CBD oil. So she thought, didn't think anything of it. I guess she wasn't thinking. And she was asked at the border if she had any leafy greens on her person. Apparently, the officer, the border officer, didn't say, do you have any cannabis, anything like that. So she said no, because leafy greens to her is marijuana, actual bud, she said. And things that you would smoke. So because this can't get her high at the doses she's been told to take it at, she thinks, oh, I don't have anything. They do a search of her possessions, turn up a bottle of oil, and they end up saying, "Uh uh-uh, you are not coming in and uh, you are now on record. Here to talk about this further, Len Saunders. He's an immigration lawyer in Blaine, Washington. Len, how often are you finding out about uh, people trying to cross the border and being caught with something as innocent, you know, in their minds, as CBD oil? Unfortunately, way too often. It's, you know, these are the typical stories that I've been seeing since legalization of marijuana. Now, this woman was fined $500 for failing to declare the oil, fingerprinted, and is denied entry to the U.S. So now, in your opinion, what else does she face? Well, she actually faces a lifetime bar, so she'll need a waiver to enter the United States for the rest of her life. That's the sad part of the story. That is uh, the waiver. We've talked about this before. The application is 600 bucks, isn't it? 600 U.S., yep. almost 1000 Canadian, yeah. Wow. It, it is not cheap for just, you know, what do you recommend people do before they, you know, head over to the States? Do you recommend that people search their bags in a way that they're uh, maybe really going through it with a fine-tooth comb? Absolutely, because it's zero tolerance. If a Canadian is found at the U.S. border with any sort of derivative product from the cannabis uh, plant or marijuana plant, they will be denied entry and barred for life. It's just that's the law. What if you have something like a grinder that you had in your car? You don't have any marijuana. You don't have any, There's you haven't even used the the grinder for marijuana. Uh, could you also face charges or a bar? Paraphernalia will definitely be seized, and the person will receive a fine. Most of the time, the person is not barred, but the officers have the discretion if there's a reason to believe they're involved with drugs, so they could be denied entry and barred too. Yes. Why did CBD oil, it, it, is, um, it, it is a cannabis derivative, but why are the states, you know, if there's no psychoactive property to it, why are they so heavy-handed when it comes to looking at it the same way they would look at cannabis? Well, I think the American officers are basically just looking at it as, as one, like whether it's THC, CBD, gummy bears, you know, if you buy them, anything that has any, you know, sort of S extract from the marijuana plant, I think they're basically just taking the zero tolerance. Right. And so the the thing to remember is just because you can use it here doesn't mean that it's A-OK on the other side of the border. Well, exactly. Like where I sit right now in Washington State, it's fine, but it's the border between the two countries that seems to be a continual problem for Canadians who have any sort of cannabis on them or cannabis products. So if you're dependent on using nightly, like this woman is, she has scoliosis, she says she uses it for pain, 
and she needs that CBD oil to function, and you're crossing into a, a place where it's legal on the other side, Len, would you just say, just leave it at home and go to a store, you know, source a store in uh, on the other side of the border, go buy it there, and leave it when you leave? Absolutely. I see lots of BC license plates in front of cannabis stores in Washington State. It's common. It's legal as long as you're 21, just like buying alcohol. So leave your cannabis in Canada, buy it down here, but when you buy it down here, you can't take it north because you can't take products back into Canada that are cannabis-related either. We did a little bit of research. Uh, you can't take a... Oh, right, because you're crossing the border. We did a little research on uh, on the legal cannabis stores here in Toronto, and I, I had a friend who said she purchased there, did it on her credit card. I wouldn't dare put anything on my credit card. I would always pay in cash. What do you recommend people do when they're buying legally here in Ontario? Um, would you recommend that they pay in cash? Absolutely. I would leave no digital fit, footprint at all with regards to purchasing cannabis, even in Canada where it's, where it's legal. Okay. And your main reason for that is what? Well, the Americans, even though you know, you're buying it legally in Canada, they could think that you're coming down here to buy it and ask you, or they could you know, deem you as a drug abuser or a drug addict. So it's just best to keep any of those purchases cash, in my experience. So do, can it, do the American border officials in, uh, have access to things like our files on you know, what we're buying on our, on our visa cards? Um, that's something I'm not aware of, but I know they can go through your phone and, you know, I have on my phone yep. banking apps and so they can see what I've been purchasing and I'm, you know, all that the officer has to do is ask for access to your phone and if you give them the password, they can see all your, you know, cannabis store purchases if it's, if it's uh, done through a debit or credit card. Do you recommend that people take the op- apps off their phone before they travel across the border? I wouldn't have anything on my phone, whether it's pictures or anything showing any use of cannabis. I would say, you know, absolutely wipe your phone of anything like that. Appreciate your time as always, Len. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Thanks, Kelly. You too. Len Saunders is an immigration lawyer in Blaine, Washington, talking about this woman that was caught with uh, CBD oil at the U.S. border. Wasn't thinking. Uses it all the time. It's not going to get me high. I'm crossing the... No, I don't have leafy greens. Wait well, it's just this cannabis oil. Yeah, but you said you didn't have any cannabis. Well, technically, you do. And so now she is barred for life. Just something to keep in mind when you're crossing the border because I think people are going to start getting lazy. They use a lot here mm-hmm. and forgetful. And, and it happens and you're in a rush to pack and, oh, I have to do this and that before I leave and I didn't go through my toiletry bags. Oh, but you are. <laughs> That's in there. Right, I forgot. Exactly. It's not like you're... You know, f- flying or anything you're driving across the border and you're going from bc where it's legal to washington where it's legal but that line right there that border line that's federal property and that and there it is not legal you know what i always worry about with things like that is if you're a parent and you let your kid borrow your car Mm -hmm. if i was crossing the border in the car knowing that my kid was driving friends around or whatever even if they're not supposed to be using you know uh, they're not old enough to to smoke pot I would be going through my car with a fine-tooth comb. Mm-hmm. I'd be worried somebody dropped a joint or something in my car at some point in time that I don't know about. Yeah, it's not mine. It's my kids. Yeah, try explaining that to a border guard.